Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's seven minutes past four o'clock on KDKA. How do you help someone else not make the same mistakes that maybe you made. Well, let's ask Lindsay Olia, who is a nurse practitioner. She is a business owner of Scrubbed Aesthetics, and she also is doing some rounds in going out and talking to young people about some of the issues that she had growing up in hopes that they don't make the same mistakes. Lindsay, it is great to have you on KDK. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad that you are here because we just got done talking with the woman who is the CEO and president of the Women's Center and Shelter of Greater Pittsburgh. And they have been around for 50 years, providing incredibly important services. And your message is one that people need to hear as well, because that's fighting substance abuse stigma. And you know full well what it's like to be on the other side of that. Tell us how you got started with substance abuse, when did it begin, and what happened once you headed down that road? Yeah, so my first experiences with drugs and alcohol were in middle school, I would say probably around the ages of uh, 12 to 14. So going through high school, I was probably defined more like a troubled youth, and I struggled a lot with drugs and alcohol, and as I got older, that substance abuse just got worse. So by the time I was 23, I was convicted of three separate DUI offenses. Um, And as you stated, I am a board certified nurse practitioner. So after I hit rock bottom, I worked really hard to turn my life around. And part of my story is really talking about becoming a nurse and what that looked like for me with the history that I had in a criminal background. So it was very difficult for me to break into the professional world. Um, And I'm just kind of here to share my story about how I got there. When you say you go from 12 to 14, a troubled youth, substance abuse got worse, three DUIs, there were some disciplinary issues that happened even when you were in high school. And you grew up here in Pittsburgh, in the North Hills area. Share a little bit about that, because, I mean, sometimes people hear this say, okay, yeah, it was tough, it was bad. How bad? How tough? Yeah, so I mean, you know, when you're under 18 and you're getting in trouble as a, you know, a youth, it's like a slap on the wrist. And as soon as you become 18, you know, those charges stick. So Mm -hmm. as I, as my substance abuse got worse, by the time I became an adult and I was convicted of those three DUI offenses, I went through, you know, criminal probation, but I was also 
seeking a nursing degree. So part of that disciplinary action was professional monitoring through the State Board of Nursing. And I went through that monitoring program. Totality, it was 10 years of monitoring. So that included, I mean, I was on house arrest. I lost my driver's license. I had professional monitoring where there were restrictions on my nursing license. It took me four years to even become a nurse after I graduated nursing school. Um, I had to do drug testing, uh, court-ordered recovery meetings. I mean, you know, the obstacles were endless. You now will have an opportunity to go back to North Allegheny High School, part of what's called a gold event, where you'll be talking to young girls about leadership Mm -hmm. development and things like that. Can you help me to understand what you're thinking about 48 hours before you go back to a place that was a hard place for you, I'm sure, at times? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, the past the past couple of days have been very emotional and scary for me. This is um, this is my first keynote, so I'll be speaking in front of about 300 people. So it's the largest platform I've ever had to tell my story on, but it's also my, you know, old stomping grounds. It's my old high school. I got kicked out of there in 10th grade. Um, And it's very, it's very much a full circle moment for me. I also feel very honored and grateful that I'm finally in a position where I can come back to my old high school and share my story in a way that creates impact in a positive way. How emotional do you think it's going to be? Very. I feel like I could cry right now. (laughs) Very emotional. So I'm trying to ring it in a little bit. I want to try to remove myself from that so I can really just speak the message that I think these kids need to hear. Um, When I was putting my speech together, I was thinking about what that what that meant. And my husband was like, you need to talk to these kids like eighth grade Lindsay is in that audience. And that really resonated with me. So I'm really just trying to put myself, you know, back in those shoes and hopefully I can be the voice for them that they need to hear when I was their age. Have you been able to look back at your own life and figure out why eighth grade Lindsay did what she did? Man, I, you know, putting the speech together again, I, I dove into that really heavily. I mean, girls I wanted are going to want to know that, right? I mean, they're going to ask yeah, that question. Right. Yes. And I, I want to be able to give them a really clear answer. Um, I think part of it was I was just a natural rebel and a risk taker. So, you know, innately, I was, in a sense, predisposed to those behaviors. And the way that I grew up, I mean, I think a lot of people think North Allegheny School District, I grew up in McCandless Township, like this can't happen to a little suburban girl, you know, but I grew up in an environment where drugs and alcohol was prevalent and available and at a very young age. So, um, you know, these kids are are dealing with those things just like I was, you know? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I forgot. Well, how do you get your message across? I mean, how do you get your message across without feeling the same way you did when someone said, Lindsay, don't do this? I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's the same message that you're carrying that someone else tried that you ignored. So how do you cut through the the, the clutter and the crap? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not like this. I don't think the message is like 
hey, kids, don't do drugs. Like, there's part of that where I want to serve as a warning. Like, if you guys are going down this path, this is what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it, the the fact is that some of these kids are going to. And I think my message is also comes from a space of inspiration that, you know, if you're going down this path, you don't have to stay there. And at any point in time, you can pivot the direction of your life and change it. You know, so it's, it's twofold, really. Does it? make a difference to you as a nurse practitioner, as a clinician, to have gone through this when you realize that some of your patients are dealing with similar life problems? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's, you know, there's a stigma around drug and alcohol abuse. And, you know, being somebody who has experienced that on both ends, you know, having substance, I was clinically diagnosed with substance abuse disorder, you know, and going through that recovery process as a person. But then being a clinician, when I worked as an ICU nurse, we worked with a lot of patients that were going through um, alcohol withdrawal Mm -hmm. or, you know, had Mm -hmm. suffered overdoses. So being that clinician, I think it gives me a level of empathy that wouldn't have existed if I hadn't experienced similar issues. But it also makes me, I guess, more more willing to share my story because I want to, I want to change that stigma. Yeah. I want to show people that by example of, you know, where I came from to who I am today, you know, we do have the ability to change and recover. When you get to NA, you just feel like you kind of get backstage and take a big deep breath and just say, it's go time. How do you, how do you prepare for this? I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, I'm leaning on some of my, you know, my close circle of people that speak and tell vulnerable stories. And yeah. I'm, I'm just asking them for help doing that. You know, I, again, I'm just, I'm trying to practice my speech and have a plan going in there, but I also just want to be very disarming for them. I want them to see me and be able to relate to me and, and just be real, you know? So I'm hoping that I'm able to do that. I just want to get out of my own way. Well, I'm glad to know that you are willing to open yourself up and share some of those vulnerabilities and some of those sore spots um, with the kids. Because I think the reality is that kids can tell when it's fake and they can tell when it's real. And when Mm -hmm. you get in front of them, there's no question that your story is going to resonate. So thank you for sharing a portion of that today. And when you get up there on stage and and share with the kids at that gold event at North Allegheny later on this week, um, I I know that they are going to be very, very excited to hear what you have to say, and they'll be hanging on every word. So knock it out of the park. Thank you so much for having me, Rick. I appreciate it. Yeah, really great stuff. Lindsay Oloa, again, a business owner, a nurse practitioner, a professional who has been there, done that, and not always happy with the decisions that she made, but also helping others to see that there is another way to do it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.